one day at a dinner table, I mentioned to my folks, I was like, hey guys, you know, I want to become a DJ. My parents just burst out into tears. They were started laughing so hard. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to show y'all. I'm going to become an engineer. And... Oh, what the hell? It's <laughs> 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 not the, the ending expected. If I don't have a choice, what I'm passionate about, my second option is to work in a job that is good paying now and I make enough money to get into something I'm passionate about. So it's sort of like an early retirement plan, although it's not exactly retirement. Right, so Ashwin, what would you tell your younger DJ self? I'll tell him to invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, good one. I love that, man. Uh, I didn't I'll expect t- that. Hello and welcome back to Euphoria by Malaysia Kini. Uh, my name is Ash and today with my regular co-host Daryl. Hi Daryl. Hey everyone. And we have a couple of uh, guests today. Uh, it's Samantha and Ashwin from Malaysia Kini. Hi Samantha. Hello. Good to be back. <laughs> welcome back to the show. Uh, Ashwin, first time on the show. Hello guys. Uh, pleasure to be here. Okay, cool. So today we're going to talk about ambitions. And then uh, we're going to talk about some of our personal experience around the subject of ambitions. Could you recall what your first ambitions were? You know, uh, not just jobs, but your personal aspirations. Well, I mean, I'm going to start with the career ambitions which I had when I was much younger. I remember when I was much younger, I really, really wanted to be in the army because I get to shoot guns for free, right? Really? Uh, (laughs) Yes, I was one of those guys, you know, watch too much superhero movies. Uh, watched a lot of uh, sci-fi stuff and always wanted to shoot things. And then I grew up and then I matured a little bit and then I wanted to be an astronaut because I was very into the moon landing. Like, what do you mean you were really into the moon landing, man? (laughs) I mean, like, because my mom bought me... Because that happened in the 60s, right? My mom bought me a a picture book about Neil Uh Armstrong. I see, okay. And I loved that book so much that it really made me want to become an astronaut lah. Right? Okay, okay. So, and, uh, sorry, how old were you when you decided you want to be an astronaut? Seven, eight, maybe. Okay, at least got chance lah at that mm. point. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that time still got chance lah, right? And then after that, I remember when I got older, I was really into cars. I drew a lot of cars as well. So at one point, I remember I was really into being uh, an automotive designer. I remember my dad telling me when I was much younger, my, my dad will show me a certain car and then I'll just pick out all the flaws that is in the car and then I'll make it better. I'll draw it better. But then after that, I realized, oh, okay. So I had to, you know, make it something a little bit more general. And therefore, I enrolled to become an engineer, an automotive engineer, right? And uh, here I am after graduating four years later, not doing engineering, nothing to do with cars, nothing to do with space, neither an army man. So (laughs) there you go. Personal aspirations wise, I remember when I was much younger, I think it's very typical for Asian families. I was grown to kiss white man's ass. (laughs) (laughs) How to say it nicely. I remember my parents were always like, uh, oh, Daryl, when you grow big, Make sure uh, you bring us abroad. I don't I don't want to die here. Make sure you bring us to Europe, bring us to the States. And so mm. my aspirations were like, you know, probably by 22, 23, I should be, you know, off somewhere working for some white man, you know, um, living the European dream. But then like, you know, as I grew and then I realized, yeah, that, that, that's probably not not what I want to be doing at this point in time. I, you know, I want to learn. Oh, nice. Thanks for sharing that, man. Like, <laughs> I I wish we were all astronauts, right? I wish we should be, <laughs> be doing this podcast in freaking Mars or something. That, that'd be really cool. 
Ashwin, what about you, mate? Uh, it's funny because when I was much, much younger, so about seven, eight, you know, I always wanted to do something simple. Like uh, I wanted to be a fisherman, live by the ocean, chill life. And as I grew a little bit older, the aspirations changed, of course. Then I started realizing, oh, okay, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> not a sustainable job. <laughs> but um, I remember a funny story, right? So I would have been about 15 or 16 years old. And I was really much into the the electro dance music scene, uh, EDM, house music genre. And <laughs> one day at a dinner table, I mentioned to my folks, I was like, hey guys, you know, I want to become a DJ. Like, you know, I want to become a world famous DJ. And <laughs> I got the total opposite reaction. Instead of uh, the usual, you'll bring disorder and shame onto your family. I got laughs. I My parents just burst out into tears. They were started laughing so hard. My sisters were crying, you know, clutching their stomachs <laughs> laughing. That really did hurt me pretty bad. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to show you all. I'm going to become an engineer. <laughs> so kind of reverse psychology there. Uh, what the hell? It's <laughs> <laughs> not the, the ending expected. You, you, you went and did something. You proved them wrong. And they're just, you know, who's who's laughing now, right? <laughs> yeah, technically, the only one laughing is me, to be honest. Like, uh, I'm laughing because uh, every five years, I I used to say, okay, when I was in, let's say, right after high school, I would try to predict where I would be in five-year time, right? I would think, all right, I'll be sipping my ties on a beach really happy with my job with a beautiful somebody next to me <laughs> and every five years i was sorely disappointed <laughs> i've um I'm very much into sciences like i i do enjoy learning sciences and at the same time of course uh, money is a bit a big aspect to it all so my ambitions have always been tied between the two right it's like okay i really want to do something for the sake of learning and for the sake of advancing a certain field of science or whatever but then at the same time i'm like okay i need to find something which is tied to money and it's just been a spiral like i've studied many different things i i initially started studying engineering then i went to university in australia and did geology and geophysics and then when i couldn't cut that i jumped into maths you know and then now i'm working as a data analyst so god knows maybe next year i'll become a nurse <laughs> the progression <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before talking about this podcast i i was thinking about it really in depth i have friends who did biomedical sciences and now end up working mm-hmm. in sales mm. and it's through no fault of their own. It's just the way that the system is structured is you study one thing and you end up doing something completely different. Thank you for sharing all of that, uh, Ashwin. So, Samantha, it's your turn. Uh, Can you talk about your ambitions and where you are now? I think I'm not sure because I'm a girl or like I don't know Mm. how things work. But as a kid, what I want to be is like someone who is caring at that time. So when I was like really young, I wanted to be a nurse because when I go to the doctors, like the nurses are so nice, they're so tender, huh. so caring. So I wanted to be like mm-hmm. them. But when I go to school, like maybe in primary school, I have some really nice teachers. And then I'm just like, oh, they're so nice. I want to be like them. So in my chitta chitta, all right, <laughs> I want to be a teacher. So it kept going on like that until high school. My mom told me about her dreams. She wanted to be a fashion designer, but mm. like I think back in the days, it's just really mm. hard. It's not something that you know from a Chinese family, especially like yep. it's something that's like useless. You can't earn money and stuff like that. So what did she do now? 
Uh, she ended up doing like some accounting work. So it's like okay. very typical kind of job. Like opposite to fashion design, I guess. Yeah. So she was telling <laughs> yeah. me about it. Then I was like, man, I have to help my mom achieve her dreams. So for like a few years, I was like, hmm, maybe I do want to be a fashion designer. Like I was trying to do like sketches, draw like dresses. And then I'm really into like drawing and coloring in general. So I thought that was really interesting and I started playing with fabric and for a long time I would say that was my ambition. I was like, oh, my mom couldn't do it so I want to do it. And then fast forward to a time when my brother got his uh, economics degree and then he got some really good opportunity. Then my family became the family to my mom. They're just like, you know, maybe you should find something that's more like sustainable for the long term. They're just like, you need to do something that can make you money and then you can buy a house, mm-hmm. you can live a comfortable life and all. And then I was like, what? I was trying so hard to like achieve your dreams too, but now you're telling me the same things that your parents told you. So yeah, that was kind of like my ambition until I went to college because I did Osmed. It's typically like starting in February if you follow the Australian calendar. But I went in during July so from July to January we are allowed to like do whatever classes that we want to do so during the time frame of July to January I was just doing psychology and I got really into it and I was like okay this is it this is what I want to do like mental health and Mm -hmm. I'm so passionate about like youth development in general that's cool you know when you guys watch like the stories of you know like a famous rapper or like a famous racing driver. And then like, because the other day I was watching Schumacher, which is a fantastic show on Netflix. Uh, You know, it's a story about Michael Schumacher who's one of the best racing drivers ever lived. And there are other people like this too. Like, you know, you you see the life of Jay-Z or Biggie or Park or, you know, all those greatest of all times or, you know, Jimmy Page or Jimmy Jimi Hendrix or all the Jimmys. They picked up the guitar when they were like freaking five, six years old walked on the street, nothing else. Didn't even think about education, whatever. It was decided then. What do you think about people who went through, you know, like this kind of life? Because for me, it feels like, oh man, I wish I had that reset. Um, I think personally, if your parents pick the right direction for you and you really enjoy it, then it's great. I mean, I remember telling my dad when I was much younger, I wanted to go to a go-kart, but he slapped my face and he said, you think what, I'm earning, I'm printing money, is it? (laughs) But like, you know, I I remember when I was much younger, my dad put me in karate. Uh, I think I started karate when I was five, but I enjoyed it for the first few years. And then, you know, slowly when I got got a bit older, then my, my dad's aspirations for me was very, very much different from what I was interested generally. So he wanted me to pursue sports 100%. But I hated it. I, I enjoyed the trainings. I enjoyed coaching. But I didn't enjoy the pressures of, you know, going into a tournament. You got to train like three to four times uh, a week, four to five hours each time. And and the pressure of, you know, being being pushed into getting a medal. But it'll be a whole different story if I enjoyed it. Then, then you know, probably I would have made something out of it. So I think, you know, sometimes it, it, it really purely depends on on luck because when you're three four you you don't choose what you want to do right so it is being chose for, it chosen for you if you know the right thing is being placed in front of you then i think there is a, a really good chance for for you doing something really really well i'm not sure if it's becoming rare or, or it's becoming more this this it's just finding your passion at a very early age i feel like 
when our generations were growing up, there's still a lot of discussion about stability, financial security. But I think the kids who are growing up now has a bit more of, uh, you know, sort of leg room to find the passion uh, yeah. at a very young age. Just because we have all sorts of inspirations being, you know, displayed in front of them every day, right? Mm. Uh, when we were growing up, there was no on-demand video service or books or anything. But in today's world, if you like something, you can just consume all sorts of content from just particular one subject. Yeah. And then there's a lot of it too, you know. Yeah. Hey guys, Ashwin here. Thank you for listening so far. Now, Malaysia Kini's number one ambition is to keep the rakyat informed and holding truth to power. So you guys can join for as low as 12 ringgit a month on this wonderful Malaysia Kini journey. Keep informed and keep up to date with all the news. Thank you guys. Uh, and, and on the topic of, you know, as you spoke about finances and stuff like that, I want to ask you guys, what do you guys think about what, what you're doing right now? How much of it is actually your passion? How much of it is you're doing it just to pay rent? <laughs> All right. For the longest time, I was just chasing chasing the paper, right? And uh, now it's slightly different because although I'm not getting paid what I expected to be paid five years ago, I'm learning so much things and actually applying what I'm learning that I, I don't even want to put a dollar sign to it. Yes, you know, I wish I could earn a bit more. But at the same time, I'm really content with the amount right. of growing that I'm doing compared to when I was in university. So a quick backstory. So you start studying at six or seven, right? Six, and then all the way up to 17, right? And it's a set curriculum. You're, this is what you have to study, except when you're in Form 4, Form 5, you kind of get the freedom to choose, but not really. Depends on your grade. And right after you graduate or you finish SPM, you're told to choose something. Choose from this wide pool, this ocean of opportunities and job market. Some people might take a gap year. Some people might go off to work. Some people might just get their diploma and say, you know what, I'm done. But I feel that that's such a hard decision to make, especially because one day we were kids asking permission to use the bathroom and the next day we were like, look, choose your whole life right now, right? And I think that can be a bit daunting for, for a lot of students out there. I guess I have been in that pool as well. In the beginning, I was very jealous of my sisters, especially. They, they had this profound ability to know what they want. So one wanted to be a dentist. The other one wanted to be an uh, occupational health and safety officer. And I was like, I want to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a very big, uh, maybe maturity gap, or maybe it was just like an idea. And it took me a while. It took me a lot of searching, took, took me going overseas, uh, swapping degrees halfway, meeting a lot of different people going out there, you know, being in the corporate environment and then also going down to just the basic entry-level jobs to kind of gain my perspective of what really makes me tick, right? What makes me excited. So when I go to work now, I, I really do feel excited when I'm applying the things that I'm learning. Um, I think Steve Jobs and many others have said, if you love what you're doing, then you're technically not even working. You're so passionate about it that it becomes your second nature. Yeah, I, I think chasing chasing the money should always be there in the back of your mind because you we have, you know, certain expectations of our families. We we do need to provide something, mm. right? But I don't think that should be your number one driving factor. 
Yeah. So to add on to that, I think can relate it to something that I learned in my uni times about motivation. So there's like two types, two main types of motivation. There's intrinsic motivation, motivation that comes from inside of you, and also extrinsic motivation, motivation that's from external. So that could be money, and the intrinsic is your passion. But I think unfortunately sometimes they don't tie together. It's just because not a lot of jobs are good paying jobs, and what you are passionate about might not make you enough money to live life. It's just um how life is, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to have intrinsic motivation to keep your passion, even if you are doing something that. You're not hundred percent passionate about. If money is the main concern, then it's something that can be fixed by money. So, in my opinion, like if I don't have a choice, what I'm passionate about, my second option is to work in a job that is good paying now, and I make enough money to get into something I'm passionate about. So it's sort of like an early retirement plan. Although it's not exactly retirement, but I believe that you know, if it comes from inside, it's so much more sustainable. It drives you better. You don't feel like oh, it's Monday again. You actually feel like damn, I'm so excited to go to work. Right. Yeah. So that's okay. what I think. I would like to share something which I saw on a on an Instagram post. It says financial independence, comma retire early. So it, that's called the fire lifestyle. So financial independence, retire early, fire, right? So there's one line which really hit me. So technically, like what's meant to say, you find a good paying job right now, right? You work for the first few years, and then you have financial independence. Re- you retire early, and then that's when you live comfortably. But technically, for the first maybe first twenty years of your career, you you just you just hustle lah. So what it says here is, but before you are completely free, you can only live one kind of lifestyle, right? So technically, people who who strive to achieve financial independence as early as possible, they only have one lifestyle, which is work, 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 earn, 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 work, 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 earn, 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 and then you enjoy later on. I was in the in this exact position in my first job, right? As soon as I got out of university, I applied for non-engineering jobs, right? And I got into a really good FMCG company, which paid me really well for a first job, right? It paid really, really well. I was very, very happy. You know, at the end of the month, you look at your paycheck, it's like, you know, it's equivalent of someone who has three, four years of experience. And then I realized exactly like what Ashwin said. It started to eat me up so much because it was so taxing. But at the, at the end of the month, they give you money in a silver platter. Right, but then I I remember at that point in time, what happened to me was I got into a really deep state of depression, and uh, I couldn't perform. Right, I am naturally really good at sales because it was a sales job, and then suddenly I got like really kaku. I don't know how I I really find it really difficult to speak. So and and I think for that one particular experience, I sort of you know changed my perspective in what my career should be. You know, if I continue doing this, chances are I'm gonna probably just you know collapse and die. And then what happens to all this cash that I've been working for, right? Which is why you know I think personally I took that that sort of an experience and and changed my career path. So we spoke a lot about like what we did in the past and you know what what changed our perspectives. Uh, so the question is, what is your ambition now, and what are you doing towards it? 
um, I feel like it's always changing. So joining the company and actually getting a new passion for computer sciences, for programming, for data analytics. I think I'm trying to achieve the best I could possibly do. So reading a lot, talking to the, the best people in the department, trying to hone my skills on the weekend, you know, looking at YouTube uh, tutorials and, and just try to be better for my personal experience probably mm. so that I could be better at the field, you know, and who knows, who knows what's going to happen in five years times. It's very hard for me to sit here and say, oh, I'm going to become a CEO in the next 10 to 15 years. Who knows? But what I can do and what I can control now is the amount I put in for this passion. So a lot of learning and a lot of tutorials. Upskilling as well. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Samantha? Where, where are you now? I'm still very passionate about uh, youth development and also mental health. So I'm really happy that I got this job and you know, creating content for Euphoria is a big part for me because that's exactly what I am passionate about. Right. And what I'm doing about it is that going to conferences or they have a lot of like virtual events now to stay relevant in the psychology field. I am pretty underqualified for some of the seminars that I attend, but I guess I'm still learning something out of it. Keep myself updated, keep myself relevant and really tie in with my passion, even though it's not like 100% what I am doing now, but it could be what I'm doing in the future. I think I'm just staying flexible, but also trying to stay relevant and updated with what I am passionate about. So technically, the pursuit to work towards being a therapist is still there? Lah. I would say okay. so, yeah. But it's a job that, you know, I plan to do even when I'm in my 50s or 60s. Uh, my final question, what would you tell your younger self? So like, uh, Samantha, what would you tell your younger self who wanted to be a fashion designer? Do what makes you happy at the moment. If it makes mm. me happy when I'm 10 or 12 to be drawing dresses and coloring them, thinking I will make them and some famous people will wear it, then do it. It doesn't matter if I don't do it in the future. What matters is right. now. Right. So Ashwin, what do you tell your younger DJ self? I'll tell him to invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, good one. I love that, man. Uh, I didn't I'll... expect that. <laughs> But honestly, like all jokes aside, I don't think I would. Like, I, I wouldn't change a thing. I've made mistakes. I've uh, been hurt. I've laughed until my stomach hurt. I've cried nights, you know. But I don't regret a single thing. It's made me the person I am today. Regardless of Bitcoin money or not, I'm glad I am this person. And I'm glad I've this chance to be on this podcast with three other great, you know, individuals such as yourself. So thank you for the opportunity, guys. Good stuff. Ash. Do you want to tell us what you tell your younger... younger what about self? you, Daryl? <laughs> tell him not to set really hard goals, live every day as it goes. You know, being really disappointed because of all those hard set goals which I've had. So, you know, don't think too far ahead. Just enjoy my childhood. Last person. What I tell my younger self. Hmm. If you can buy happiness, buy it. If you could take an opportunity, take it. Life is going to be tough. You're going to have regrets. And... You don't want to have that. My, if I were to tell one thing about my younger self is don't focus on anything else and just make money. To a certain extent, happiness is uh, purchasable. Yeah. 
Um, that's cool. It's that's sad as that ending really is good. <laughs> I mean, you're not uh, wrong. Right. On that uh, note, <laughs> thank you everybody for listening to the very end of this podcast. Thank you to Ashwin and Samantha to come and share all their life experiences with us. That was really personal. That was really deep. I really hope that it could relate to someone out there who's listening to the podcast. I hope you guys find your aspirations, your ambitions, your goals, and all that it is. Of course, we wish you all the best in life. Right, so if you liked our episodes, you can always check out our previous episodes on Spotify at Euphoria by Malaysia Kini. And if you want to check out our social media posts, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Euphoria MK. We'll catch you in the very next episode, guys. Thank you so much once again, Ashwin and Samantha. Have a good one, guys. Thank you.